Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I'm your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern that was messing around with the weather device this week, codename Legion Cub. You're really jacking things up in Georgia, let me tell you. This this 22 one day and like 47 the next day <laughs> is not cutting it, my, my That's friend. my plan. Oh, well, yeah, you're you're wreaking havoc and causing <laughs> chaos. So I guess good job. You're going to get a bonus from the commander. I, you're I, driving I'm this groundhog crazy forever. I'm trying to show some show some initiative. Well, and it's going to turn out that the groundhog is actually a cyborg that's going to tunnel under Fort Knox, eat all the gold, and take it back to Cobra Island. Uh, and that means there's going to be six more months of win- uh, six more weeks of winter, months of months of winter. That's how diabolical Cobra is. Yes. How was there never a Groundhog Day episode in the original cartoon? Uh, I don't know. Either an episode about Groundhog Day with a like a you know robot Groundhog, or an episode like the movie Groundhog, like Day a time loop. Cobra, yeah, Cobra creates a time loop. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, it's it's where they they were. Well, that's why we need a sequel series. All right, uh, follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and on Twitter at GI Joe Audible. If you have thoughts about the show, uh, hit us up on Twitter. I, I will eventually see the notification and maybe say something about it. Uh, we have a an affiliated channel, the Needless Things YouTube channel where I do toy reviews, all kinds of different toys. But specifically recently, uh, I reviewed the new Alley Viper, got my hands on one. And this is a little something, I I think I told you guys about this. I can't remember if I showed you pictures or not. And I was a complete dum-dum and didn't take before pictures, which granted you can see it in the video. Uh, But the shin guards on the Alley Viper are kind of angled in towards the middle. It looks really weird to me. So I heated him up, pulled his feet off, pulled his shins off, swapped them and put the feet back on. And it still looks a little weird because now they're angled a little out. But to me, it looks tons and tons better than it did out of the box because the 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 inward shin guards just looked strange. And now it looks a little less strange because they aren't angled outward as as dramatically as they were angled inward. Uh, and then my review of the bat got that from Hasbro Pulse, uh, the Alley Viper. Well, was, they both came from Hasbro Pulse, just many weeks apart for whatever's going on at Hasbro Pulse right now. Uh, the bat finally came. I got the review up for that on the Needless Things YouTube channel. And I also reviewed... Uh, from Jay's Armory, some 3D printed uh, clear chest plates that I think really make the figure. Uh, I, th- I think you need this chest plate. Now, some people are wanting something that's an actual cast clear chest plate, uh, but that's what they have on the 25th anniversary bats. And the clear, I don't like as much. I like the lines in the 3D printed one because they look kind of like the lenticular sticker on the original bat. So I, I prefer that one personally, but there are tons of different options out there. Uh, but you can check out Jay's Armory. They've got tons of different colors. 
They've got ones with Decepticon logos, ones with Cobra logos, uh, purple, orange, red, green, yellow, like all the Lucky Charms colors you could possibly want to stick on a bat and send him out into the battlefield. Uh, so check out the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, also, uh, earlier in the month, we released the best of Audible interlude on the Needless Things podcast. Uh, that was just due to a scheduling problem. I, I had the Omicron, which is not as cool as it sounds, <laughs> and had no choice but to just bring together some of the best segments we've had on Audible Interlude. So you can go check that out uh, on the Needless Things podcast, wherever you find your podcasts. Darn you, Cobra Commander, for giving him the Omicron. <laughs> I think he blasted it directly into my face. It came out of nowhere, too. Like, I... I it was rough, but we're not here to talk about that sort of thing. We're here to talk about G.I. Joe. You guys, are you ready to talk about G.I. Joe? Yeah, oh, this is the G.I. Joe. Oh, okay. Let me go fix my notes. Yes, I'm ready to talk <laughs> about G.I. Joe. Okay, my little pony. Uh, we'll talk about you next month. So, so we had a really wild thing happen where a toy was announced. And later that day, I was able to go to the store and buy that toy. What this is was becoming a habit with you? It <laughs> was insane. Uh, so we know, we've talked quite a bit about Super 7's uh, G.I. Joe reaction figures and <laughs> how exciting the concept is. Uh, you know, not everybody loves the execution and is on board with that aesthetic, but I was pretty excited to see it in person. I think I talked last month about going to Books a Million and, and getting a few of the figures. Well, now Wave 2 is out. And one of the figures in Wave 2 is a Target-exclusive target Secret Service Snake Eyes, say that five times fast, <laughs> that has an incredible blue, gold, and silver deco that's an homage to the Fun School Snake Eyes. And Super 7 announced this up. They threw it up on Instagram, and I stopped by Target on the way home that day, and boom, got, okay, I got two of them. <laughs> because the packaging uh, the art is done by jason edmiston who you can follow on instagram he's he's done work for neca and, and he's absolutely fantastic everything from from leatherface to gi joe what more do you need uh but the figure itself for some reason because of how sort of whimsical it is i really just wanted to have one out and loose so when this thing popped up I, you guys might have recognized it immediately i had to look up what it was I yeah, did I too. I recognize that uh, that it was based on a fun school one that uh, you know I, I do have some kind of auxiliary knowledge of. Uh, but yeah, like it was amazing how it came out. Well, first of all, not only did it get announced and was available at retail immediately, it's also like it's not something that you would expect. Like, oh, this is the chase figure that you're going to see like one to a to a case. Well, no, no it's this not. Is, yeah, it's not a chase. No, this is a this is the figure that is in the regular assortment. As a matter of fact, when I last went into Target, I saw five of these sitting on the shelf, um, along with the uh, the the uh, Lady J's and Dukes that they had in stock. So it's just out there in the public, if and you can go to pretty much any Target in the country right now, probably and find it. Judging from what I've seen in Targets, it looks like a case is like maybe sixteen figures. And that six of those going to Target are the Secret Service Snake Eyes. Uh, we talked about the rest of the second wave. We, we talked about it on a past episode, but there, there are a couple things to touch on with these. First of all, once you see them in person, 
I, I think that's the real test. Again, not everybody's going to like these no matter what, but uh, just I'm, I'm showing the guys on the camera here for the listeners. I know that doesn't do the listeners any good, but these are straight out of Sunbow. The package art is beautiful. The cards are thick and sturdy, and every one I've found, even though they're hanging on target pegs, now granted, I don't think they were there for very long, but pristine. Beautiful yeah. condition, no bent corners because these are sturdy, thick, great cards. And uh, they can I ask a question nice... real quick? Yeah, because because I have said like I have not seen these in any of the targets here in Orlando yet, but I noticed on the back of the package the bio card. So is it? It all is the a, same info that was on the. Like, I have the not done a comparison card? yet. A, a okay. quick glance, it appears I mean, to be a, a lot of info on there. It, I well, love it, that. it appears to be a reproduction of the original Larry Hama cards, but I, I like I said, I have not sat down to compare yeah. them. And obviously, with new characters like, uh, of course, he's at the bottom of the pile, like the Game Master drone, you know, that's obviously new. Right. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Game Master Drone Robot Trooper Codename Game Master Drone <laughs> File Name Classified Mission Equipment Classified Birthplace Classified uh, He's got a little top secret under his image there Now if it's a robot trooper How does he have birthplace classified? <laughs> well his, his birthplace would be You know the Game Master's Laboratory Wherever I that may so. be uh, The Game Master's Automaton henchmen Represent the maniacal face Of his personal army And make no mistake Those happy faces may be the last you'll see When they are following their master's bidding these mindless robots are capable of infiltrating the toughest G.I. Joe or Cobra headquarters with ease. And then you've got the quote at the bottom. You never know when they'll strike. To them, this is all just a game. <laughs> That's some good stuff right there. That is. And, and, and I almost didn't say stuff. I'm so excited about all of these. But <laughs> uh, the assortment, I, I, I just couldn't help it, man. Seeing these, these cartoony uh, beautiful figures hanging on the pegs at retail. I, I just, I had to have them. So I've, well, I've they, bought a bunch of them. They trigger the nostalgia. I, the nostalgia element in my brain better than anything else they have done. I think since GI Joe has really made its comeback in 2020. Yes. Uh, because the card art's so beautiful that just the way the card is packaged on the figure or, or, or the figures packaged on the card, the backs of them with the file card that does have like it and no offense to any of the, the trilingual cards out there, but the fact that it has it all in, you know, in English and it's all one passage. And as you're pointing out right now, the cross cell. Yes. The, the cross cell on the back, which I mean, this is the closest thing we've had to like a reproduction of the original GI Joe stuff we had as a kid. And I realized that there's, there's a lot of griping out there about like GI Joe moving backwards and doing five POA figures and how, that's that's against the concept of G.I. Joe. And I'm like, that's that's not the point of this. Right. <laughs> right. This is, uh, and, and like the reason why these reaction figures have been so popular, have been grabbing so many licenses for so long is because they do trigger that. And I know I've mentioned it before on this, but that's that's what you get. That's that's what you're buying. 
Yeah, it's that release of that nostalgia tonin or whatever it is in your brain <laughs> that makes you feel young again and not like you're going to die any day now or just crumple up and roll under the couch. Uh, <laughs> that's what these have completely. And the, like I said, the the single language file card. And look, I, I say that as, as a point of interest, not because I like, yes, the multilingual packaging cards, everything. Yes, it looks terrible, but... That is, it's a cost measure and it's a way to get GI Joe in the hands of more people around the world. That's the bottom line. And that to me, that is more important than having a perfect little file card that quite frankly, at this point in my life, I'm not cutting out and putting in a recipe box. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how, how, where I'm at with it. Uh, but these, you know, are, are, it's so tough, you guys, because I, I want to open these guys up and have them on a little shelf, like lined up together. But like we've been saying, the packaging is so beautiful and perfect. It's it's I can't do it. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're definitely going to stay mint and package in my collection and not sitting on a shelf. So as a little follow up to this wave two, uh, all of the singular characters has been showing up at Target. Uh, the troop builders, however have not yet and they're currently available uh for pre-order from big bad toy store and from super seven so i'm just thinking they're kind of a second assortment that's coming and there's some interesting notes i noticed about those troop builders it's the shock troopers and the blue shirts so we already know that the sailors have three different skin tones and three different styles of facial hair bearded mustache uh and clean shaven but Something I noticed when I was, yes, pre-ordering these from Big Bad Toy Store, uh, the Shock Troopers, there are three different ones. There's A, B, and C. Uh, Shock Trooper A has green metallic highlights and a pouch on the thigh, and then comes with, they all come with a similar gun with a sight in a different place on the gun. It's not a huge difference. It's a, it's a little rifle. One of them has a sight high in the middle. One of them's back towards the end, and then one of them's a smaller little scope piece. Uh, and then the, the B shock trooper, again, has the green metallic highlights with the pouch on the thigh. But then the interesting thing is the shock trooper C has blue highlights. It's actually a different color and uh, has a knife on the thigh. And I didn't notice any of this on our kind of cursory discussion of these because you just look at them and you assume, okay, it's all same thing. They've just got different rifles, but there's a completely different sculpt or completely different sculpted piece and colors on the C figure. So I thought that was very interesting. Uh, and that's, again, that's the kind of stuff Super 7 does because they love this stuff. They love those little details. They love the, you may not have noticed, but in the you know very background, one of these guys was blue and had a knife on his thigh, like you know that kind of stuff. They they love that. Uh, so I, I just thought that was an interesting detail that we hadn't noticed before about these guys. So Christian, you haven't found them yet. No, Noel, I think you said you had you you have you seen them. Yep, I have seen them at a couple targets. I picked up uh, all I've picked up right now is the Lady J, um, but I'm I'll, I'm sure I'll pick up a few more here coming up soon. Yeah, they're hard to resist, and and the good news, in my opinion, anyway, the good news is I've got about 
five targets that I hit in my regular sort of weekly routine. And they all got these in. And the last run through that I did a couple of days ago, all that any of them had left were a couple of the blue snake eyes. And then there was one lady J in one of the other targets. People are buying these. They're, they're gone from the pegs. And, you know, I don't know if it's speculators. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't matter because they're selling and that's nothing but good. GI Joe selling is good news. Absolutely. So moving on from super seven, uh, so, you know, this, it's so funny how this happens. We, we sort of a couple weeks out, start planning our intro and our news and everything else. And it just seems like stuff just keeps piling on the closer we get to the recording date. Uh, and this was a huge thing that popped up. Now, I don't know if one of you guys has a little more background, Noel. And I know you certainly have known a little bit more about 3D Joe's than I have since we started doing this. Uh, but some his name is super awesome. I've got to expand my page so I can see it. Uh, Where does it tell you who is running? The Kickstarter. So Robert Robert Carson Metaxas. Metaxas, that's it. Yes. Robert Carson yes. Car- Metaxas. Uh, he sounds like a James Bond yes. villain. Uh, <laughs> so tell tell uh, us about yes, this. Yes, Car- Carson is well, so Carson has been for I mean 10 years now um collecting and compiling and restoring the the original artwork from G.I. Joe packaging. Uh, from catalogs, from, you know, other media, and has been, uh, you know, collecting that into uh, into posters and to, you know, into books and everything. And now he's doing this uh, Kickstarter where he's got like fully restored versions of of previous artwork. And um, it's, if you've not seen his stuff, he he does appear at a lot of conventions uh, selling artwork and stuff like that. And he's, and he's had the blessing of, you know, this isn't just something like, He's not just a guy who's collecting artwork and just reselling it. He's had the blessing of, of Hasbro. And, uh, he's talked to a lot of the original artists about this stuff throughout the years. Um, <clears throat> but this is uh, this this compendium that's being put out right now with a Kickstarter is is definitely if you love the art as GI Joe, it's it's a must have. Well, and it's uh Sorry, I'm having to pause to check something else in my notes. Uh, this is a, a hardbound omnibus of everything that he's published previously and a bunch of new materials. So this is the ultimate collection of his pursuit of Joe, essentially. Uh, and, and it looks just absolutely beautiful. You can go on Kickstarter and look for collecting the art of G.I. Joe uh, and and. Anybody listening to this is probably already aware of it, but it looks incredible. The updates have been coming in like mad. They've already expanded. It had a a goal of $35,000, and it is, as of this recording, it is at $280,090. Yes, so almost it, 10 times what he's asked for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that just shows you, you know, what, what Joe fans are into. Uh, and then and I, I just real quickly want to point out for any of our listeners out there that have not seen the original soft cover or Kindle editions, uh, the individual editions that they put out. 
the omnibus is actually much bigger, not just because it has added pages, but it is clocking in at 12 and a half inches by 13 inches versus the eight and a half by 11 and a half. So if you want to sit down to look at this book, like um, I'm thinking it's like going to come in at the same size as like the, the old crisis omnibus that DC put out, which is just gorgeous for being able to really look at all the detail in the artwork. Well, it's, it's larger. He actually put up, um, Oh gosh, there we go. Okay. Uh, so he put up a size comparison mm-hmm. to other similar collections like this, including uh, the art of Atari, which I have, and it is very large. Uh, the art of He-Man and the Masters Universe, which I also have, and it's even larger. Yeah. And then uh, a Transformers uh, book that I think is the one I've got. Uh, this is bigger than all of them. Oh, you know, they have expanded the size, Christian. It is, oh, now, go- it is now going to be 13.5 by 14.5. Oh, my gosh. And he is making adjustments to the binding, uh, the gutter that's in between yeah. the pages. They're making adjustments to that. So you'll be able to get the full artwork rather than having some of it bleed into the gutter there's there's all kinds of like the quality of this is unbelievable he's doing polls to all the backers to determine how they want to present certain things uh i've actually put together a collection of pictures of me from when i was a kid uh and but i've got to get figure out how my scanner won't scan them it's pissing me off but uh check that out there's me with uh What's that behind me, fellas? <laughs> That's the USS flag right there. Again, uh, can I geek out for a moment to say I am just excited, just as excited that they are including that as one of the stretch goals because I love seeing packaged artwork. I love art, you know, figure artwork. Period. But there's something about seeing the photographs of people enjoying. It's the best. It's the best. I don't know. It just gives me chills. Well, and, you know, part of it is seeing that delight in the moment because that's back when we first got these things. But it's also part of it is the shared experience of, man, look at that kid with his brand new slugger. I had that. I opened that. I had that same experience as this random stranger that got a picture like it's, it's magical. It really is. Uh, So this, this book is, I, it's a must have for any Joe fan and it's look, it's pricey, but it's going to be a one of a kind item. And it's going to be the kind of thing that if you don't get it, you're going to be kicking yourself down the road when you can't get your hands on one. And uh, And there's only as of when we're recording uh, this, there's only three days left. Right, so and the they were limited two thousand copies, which um, there should still be because a lot of the backers are buying uh, multiples, are and... less than, or or people who are buying less than or not pulling the the full hundred to get it. Well, yeah, I, w- I would imagine copies on this run. I would imagine they factored in. You know, it wouldn't surprise me a bit if eventually there's a, a soft cover release or something along those lines. But mm-hmm. I want. I want this one. And this it also, he's adding in 11 by 14 prints. Uh, the, he's already added a number of 
not even stretch goals, but like, whoa, guys, slow down. I can't keep up with how it was almost like what happened with the Robo Skull, mm-hmm. where they had stretch goals and then they had to be like, you guys, we, we're coming up with more stretch goals, but you're funding it too fast. Hang on. <laughs> There's more. Uh, and then related to this, did you guys see this Operation Recall? Oh, I sent you the link. Wait, did you? I, I Well, I think I did. Uh, uh, it's not in the uh, email. I think I sent it to the chat. So Operation Recall is gathering the original Joe creative team together. Hang on. I've got it. It's in my notes here. Oh, my gosh. Is it not in my notes? Did I not save? Okay. Uh, Kirk Bazigi and Ron Rudat, uh, the, literally the original creators of G.I. Joe, uh, Larry Hama, they are launching a new line of O-ring figures. Yes, uh, I know. Yeah, okay. 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 Well, yeah, Operation Recall might not be the most obvious name in the world to jump out. Uh, it, it, it launches on March 1st. And we don't know a ton yet. We just know that it's uh, Carson Metaxas is behind this. He is the the impetus behind it. And holy cow, what the heck is this even going to be? They're going to take input from backers to determine what figures get made. The sound of it, it almost sounds like they're going to take design ideas like there may be something where if you're a backer you can submit hey this is my idea for a character vote on this and we'll make this figure like i don't know the possibilities seem pretty endless because of how fan oriented these guys have been because if you know these guys go to conventions all the time they love their gi joe fans they appreciate their place in toy history uh you know this this has the possibility of being one of the most sort of immersive and feedback oriented crowdsource projects of all time. Uh, and it's, you know, directly GI Joe adjacent. So we'll be following this very closely. Uh, that is operation recall. Uh, everybody there's it's operation recall.com. Very easy. Uh, there's nothing up yet except for a cover page, but you know, more details to come very soon, I'm sure. Yeah, so we, we discussed. Oh, I was just going to say the timing is very interesting with this coming out. Yeah. Well, I was just going to throw this out there. Um, yeah, you're right. Exactly. Uh, there's uh, why. Why launch O-ring show adjacent things now? That's weird. Uh, if it's not G.I. Joe branded. They're going to have to be just really spectacular designs for me to want to get on board because there are other O-ring products, other crowdsourced O-ring projects going on right now that look really cool. But without that franchise attachment, and maybe this makes me a shallow consumer, I don't know, uh, I just am not that interested in them. So with this one, knowing the creators involved, I'm curious to see if it moves the needle for me any more than some of the other things that are out. How do you guys feel about that? 
I'll have to, I mean, I'll really have to wait to see what the designs look like. Uh, at this point, it's kind of like any other third party, despite who's working on this. Um, right now, it's not say it's not something I'm thinking I'm going to definitely be buying. Um, it, it's going to definitely depend on what they look like and, and all that. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. It's it's not despite my love for the creators, it's not something that I was immediately like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a, I want to see the designs first before. But it's still, regardless, it's still very exciting. And, yes. and to see these people that shaped, uh, quite frankly, who we are working together right. again on something. Is pretty exciting. Uh, let's see. Christian, you found an interesting little nugget. I did. Uh, so going down one of my typical YouTube rabbit holes, I came across, across a creator, Patman QC. That's Pat with a T. Patman QC uh, who his channel is mostly like history of certain video games. And lo and behold, there is the history of GI Joe by Konami. I never knew this game existed. Um, it came out in 1992. It follows the same, you know, play as most of the other Konami, uh, side scrollers. Um, in trying to look up more on it, a uh, few you you get to play as Duke, Snake Eyes, Scarlet, or Roblox, and then of course you side scroller. So you go through um, different areas. You are fighting uh, Viper soldiers, and um, the bosses of the game are Tomax and Zaymont, Metalhead, the Baroness. Major Blood, Destro, and of course, Cobra Commander. Uh, in watching gameplay of it, uh, one of the things that stuck out, of course, is it being a Konami game. They got to be able to have something that they shut out. Like, you know, Ninja Turtles had Kawabunga, the X-Men game. They each had like something different. And of course, with G.I. Joe, they shout out Yo Joe, right? With the little word bubble. Uh, and apparently nobody gave Konami the note that Snake Eyes can't talk <laughs> because Snake Eyes routinely <laughs> shouts Yojo throughout the game. Uh, but yeah, totally. I'm still trying to find more. I'm trying to find um, if there's an emulator or something online that we can play because 1992, man, I was still hardcore visiting arcades during that time. Yeah. Never saw this. And according to some stuff I've seen on online, as far as sales, um, it was the seventh most popular arcade machine. What? In 1992. And I'm like, how have we, how have we never, I mean, especially here in Orlando, in Orlando, we have two huge arcade bars in Central Florida, I can't count on two hands how many arcade bars we have. Well, well not in nineteen ninety two was I mean you had like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and games exactly. like exactly 
Yeah. You, you had Com- all these. Yeah, so the, this the, was the, like the a Capcom pr- games were all in this, the arcades. You, you, this was a prime time still for arcades operating. It's, you know, it's not like they were ghost towns. So to have never seen this back then for it apparently being such a popular game and to have not seen it now, my mind is still blown. So I'm trying to find out more. Hopefully we'll have some updates in a future episode. See, that's the part that's truly shocking to me is as many arcade, like retro arcade situations as I've been in over the past several years, whether it was like an arcade expo or the arcade set up at dragon con, or they're two different like arcade retro arcade restaurants that we've been to. And to have not seen this with GI Joe having look for that era, a relatively prominent pace uh, place in pop culture. And to have not seen this is, is crazy. Well, even a Momocon Momocon has a, a crazy, uh, arcade presence, a retro arcade presence as well. Uh, I'm I'm really surprised that I haven't heard of this, and I'm just wondering maybe if I'm just suffering from some kind of brain damage and blocked <laughs> it out of my mind. No, because there are games like the Avengers game that came out hmm. that year that no, apparently nobody else remembered. Not even my oh, really? in college remember playing this. And then uh, Arcade Monsters here in Orlando got it in, and I was like. Okay, I'm not insane. Because it's it's, did the, exist. it's basically the same as the X Men game, right? Right. It's just the Avengers. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I remember that because they did that same template for Ninja Turtles, X Men, Avengers, Simpsons, yeah. which I think the Simpsons one is probably the best one. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah we so listeners. If any of you have memories of it, please hit up our socials and tell us because I I want. I'm trying to find out everything I can. More importantly, listeners, if you have a way that we can play it, let us know and we'll we'll do a review. Which which I'll tell I'll go ahead and tell you right now. The review is going to be this game is terrible. I can't get past the first level. That's (laughs) going to be my review. Well, the reviews (laughs) the reviews at the time in all the gaming magazines, at least um, the ones that um, were cited on Wikipedia, it. It got all positive. Like apparently back then, the people who played it really loved this game. Wow! So yeah, mind blown. (laughs) Well, good catch. We're gonna have to look deeper into that. One Uh, other uh, news item too that um, we I we didn't have on here, but I did want to bring up. We don't talk about the modern comics a lot, but I did want to make a note of IDW. It had been rumored, but it was officially announced uh, late in January that they're losing both Transformers and the G.I. Joe license. Uh, so there's some speculation as to who's going to wind up picking it up. Um, the uh, uh, Skybound, um, Robert Kirkman's imprint, uh, I guess has been the one most heavily rumored to be picking them up. But uh, there's a lot of questions about what that's going to mean as far as the Real American Hero title goes that Larry Hama's pinning. Uh, as as well as some of the other lines that are currently in in publication, I think Larry Hama should be paid to write GI Joe in perpetuity for the remainder of his lifetime. Uh, I don't I don't care how <laughs> good or bad it is. Just keep presuming that he wants that. 
Yeah, if he wants it. No, he had chain him to a desk and make him write G.I. Joe. I don't care if he wants it or not. Um, no, and but I think uh, knowing that Robert Kirkman is such a huge fan of G.I. Joe to the point where there was a Walking Dead Tiger Force action figure set, uh, I feel like he's a good caretaker for the brand and that there's a pretty darn good chance he'll keep Mr. Hama going in, in some way, shape or form. Uh, I, what I do not want is for it to go back to Marvel because Marvel has so much on their plate. I, I just don't think it would get, it's not going to get the treatment that star Wars got when Marvel got that back. It just wouldn't. No. Well, uh, also Disney owns both star Wars and Marvel. So well, right. That, that was a no brainer, but, but I mean, I think Marvel is an obvious, you, yeah. you have to say, well, could GI Joe end up back at Marvel because it does make a certain amount of sense, but I, I would hope not. Uh, and, and whoever ends up with GI Joe or transformers, I, I just hope whoever it is is good caretakers of those brands because we, yeah. we need that. And I don't think it's an either, or I think that they, they're going to both be with whoever picks them up. Uh, i I'm pretty sure those brands are going to, because there's, there've been so many crossovers uh, since IDW has had both licenses. Yeah. There's that, value in that. I, I don't think there's a chance. Yeah. That they, that they go uh, separately. Uh, although it has happened before. Yeah. You know, we had Dreamwave had transformers and uh, I was it image or DDP had GI Joe at the time. It was uh, devil's do had it. Yeah. yeah. Devil's do press. Yeah. Uh, all right. And those comics were bad. Sorry. I, I, I liked them, man. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite moments in all of GI Joe <laughs> comes from the devil's do run. I, I still like those. I liked them at the time, but the re the well, read okay. that I did, I was like, Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed them at the time. <laughs> I have not revisited them since devil's do like lost it to IDW. So, oh. I'll have to go back and, and well, you know what, what, what we should do, uh, we don't have a review this month. We've already got our review planned for next month. Uh, I will go back and find, cause I've still got it. I'll go back and find the issue that I'm talking about that has my favorite moment. And, uh, we'll do a review of that sometime in the next couple of months here. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Challenge accepted. Uh, and I don't want to give away which issue it is because, because I want what happens in it to be, I want it to get you like it got me. Uh, all right. Well, obviously, one of the biggest things we've got to discuss is Fan First Friday right. that happened on January 21st. Uh, we had Emily and Lenny sat down with us and shared something a little bit different. Uh, rather than showing finished figures, prototypes, or anything like that, they were showing us renders. Now, this is a fairly common practice with other toy companies. Uh, Jazzwares does it with their AEW line. Mattel does it with WWE. Uh, it's not uncommon to just show the renders. And my theory, initially, I was like, oh, my gosh, if they're showing renders rather than completed figures, these things are going to be even further out than what we've been seeing. So now instead of pre-ordering stuff that's coming in six months, we're going to be pre-ordering stuff that's coming in 10 months. But my theory now, after thinking about it, is they're showing these renders because the shipping situation that's still a huge problem around the world, as we've seen 
with the fulfillment of those bat orders. The, those were not pre-orders that went up on uh, January 5th, I think it was. Uh, the bat, the alley viper, uh, Boba Fett and Fennec Shand were all in stock on Hasbro Pulse. And I got those the the last three pretty timely manner, but the bat took weeks to get here. Things like that still happening. My theory is that they're showing us renders because it's easier to just go ahead and say, here's the render than to deal with the shipping of an actual figure just to do this panel. So I don't think these figures are necessarily further out. And we've got a little bit of proof of that that we'll get into in a minute. Uh, I, I still think these figures are going to be in our hands in the next couple, three months. I don't think they're a year away or whatever. Uh, so the renders that they showed us from the regular classified series, we got Zamot, Tomax, Stalker, and a Viper three-pack. So I was surprised that this was a three-pack. Were you guys, I, I had been under the impression that it was going to be a two-pack with, with the rumor. It surprised me that they chose the Vipers. However, they've with the packs that they've been doing on Hasbro Pulse, it didn't surprise me that it became a three-pack. Well, I, I, the Viper is one of the Cobra Island releases that has not seen its way into the regular line yet. Uh, now there, there's still others we're waiting on, but as a troop builder, I appreciate the fact that we're getting an officer and two mm -hmm. sort of infantry trooper, or whatever. Uh, and I really like the look of these guys, the, it looks to me like the two regular Vipers are the exact same as the Cobra Island. Uh, they're, which I am perfectly fine with because I've got two and two more with an officer would be just absolutely perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, and it, it, because it, the picture is a little light, uh, but we do have to remember that it's a render. I think that everything that looks gray on these guys is actually black, just like the Cobra Island release. Uh, but then we have, and, and you can tell because the, on the officer, there's actual gray and his grays are lighter. Uh, but he's got the nice gold visor, the gold uh, lenses and the goggles, the gold Cobra emblem. Uh, I, I really like the design of this officer. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we get uh, the three pack, which is great. Just to put them all together. Sell them to me, troop builders. Let's go. And then we get uh, Zamot and Tomax. And it's because we had discussed this how it could be the same body with the additional pieces to make them whichever twin you wanted. But these are separate figures, not in a two pack. And they are just mirror, you know, the same buck, but with reversed uh, holsters, sheath. And uh, the bandolier with the shoulder pad and the little wrist wrist business, which I guess looking at it now, yeah, complete mirror tooling on them. It really wouldn't have been practical to make this one figure with all the extra kibble to switch them. 
it it just really wouldn't have worked because we're talking about having a way to attach the sheath on the boot, a way to attach the holster, a way to switch two separate wrists for each side because those gloves are not the same. The wrist guard is not the same. One is a right, one is a left. We're talking about a lot of extra pieces here to have made this a modular figure in that way. Mm -hmm. So it really did have to be two figures now sold separately. I don't, I don't know about that, but that's, that's the part that I don't, I can't put my finger on it. It was very surprising that they chose to release them as individuals, but for some weird reason, I think, well, we don't know that yet. Uh, true enough. I mean, the, the fact they that they announced them individually, which I thought was odd. Well, right, but, but they we, have the three vipers. Sure they're going to be, but the three vipers are in one picture together. So I feel true. like if this was a two pack, these guys would be. And you know what? We should honestly just be glad that Tomax isn't Walmart exclusive and Zaymot's not Target exclusive. <laughs> I I don't know. Like, I'm digging the fact if they are sold individually and not as a two pack. I am kind of digging yeah, that idea because if you, I am not an in the box collector, but if you are, then they're going to fit on the shelf with all your other releases. Whereas, you know, right. Right. Don't. So um, I, you know, it's just f- for the people who don't pre-order you know, here's hoping that they put enough of them on the store shelves that you don't have problems finding them. Well, and here's the here's crazy thing. Well, that's, that's the thing is one like, and not the other. But I'm afraid that there's going to be these people who go out there specifically and buy all the Tomaxes from a store just to screw with people like these <laughs> to be trolls. <laughs> well, and well just but that, I'll tell you right yeah. now, as, as somebody who is actively collecting wrestling Sling figures, feet. it blows my mind, especially with the new AEW figures, how often I'll see one half of a tag team on the pegs <laughs> who buys just Santana and not Ortiz or just <laughs> Dax and not at cash. Like, but I see that all the time. It's bizarre. So yeah, I know. I hope you're right. And these, these tag twin trolls don't go buying up all the Zamox. <laughs> Which we probably just gave him the idea to do, so we've blown it. I apologize, G.I. Joe fans. We've ruined everything once again. Uh, So with these renders, all we see is the figure. We do not know what the accessories are, so we can only assume, you know, a a dagger with each of these guys. The, The holster... To me, sadly, looks like it will not hold the gigantic pistols right? that they originally came with. <laughs> I imagine we're going to get scaled down versions of those, and we better get the little uh, zip line. Do yeah. that well. Well, and there's the question: if they're sold separately, who gets the zip line? Because there's only one with the pair. I would imagine they'll both come with it. At this point, they they should. I, I don't see why one would get an accessory and not the other, unless the other one also came with something unique. Oh, and just something else to throw out there for our listeners. This is a little idea that I had, and I, I have not yet put a G.I. Joe head on this to see how it works. But uh, 
I have bought the Spider-Man retro hammerhead, not tombstone, <laughs> as I keep wanting to call him. Uh, the brand new Spider-Man retro hammerhead figure has a blue pinstripe shoot, uh, suit, uh, three-piece suit, black shirt, red tie, and I think this body will be fantastic for Tomax and Zamot in their suits. Uh, so I need to versions. Uh, follow Audible Interlude uh, on Instagram, and I'll yeah. put up pictures of this with a G.I. Joe head on it, and we'll see what it looks like. And I can't wait for the live-action uh, movie version of these characters to come out so Tom Cruise can play both of them because those faces are <laughs> very, very similar to Tom Cruise's head. Are they super cruisy? At, I least, didn't at least that's the first well, it's thing Tomax I noticed. and Zaymon. Of course they're super yeah. cruisy. But <laughs> I know that they're Tom Cruisy. <laughs> I could go for a good James Franco Tomax and Zaymot. Yeah, I see that a bit more. I'd I'd be down with that. Uh all right. And we also saw Stalker. And this is okay, so yes, this figure is a little drab. Pardon the not really pun. Like it's a very like the the camo is very dark. He's a lot of the same color, but his portrait is phenomenal. He looks like a world weary butt kicker. I love this portrait. Presumably a removable hat. Uh, I think they even talked about that he's got a fade. Uh, uh, this face is incredible to me. Uh, are people really saying he's drab? Well, I, I think. I mean, look these at colors. It. See, I, I yeah, I, I hope these colors are just not translated well in the image and wind up there. There's more contrast between the greens and the browns because yeah, it it all is kind of almost monochrome uh, in the pictures that we saw. Which is which is, which is fu a funny complaint about a line that's centered around snake eyes. Right. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah, uh, I, interesting. I mean, well, now, I mean we're just, I'm, I'm strictly talking color-wise. A little more contrast between the base green of his base green and the, the camo splotches. Okay, I'll give you that, but I don't want, I don't know, seeing this, I, I don't want like a, a like a Lady J. No, 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 no. I don't want a bright this looks green. Like a guy no, no. that is hiding in the jungle, and you are not going to see him. Well, and and the other exciting thing about this figure is this this buck, this new buck, it will lend itself to 12 other characters. Yep. Well, probably not 12, but a number of other characters <laughs> very nicely. If if Hasbro yep. chooses to go that route. And my gosh, how could they not? Uh, so, yeah, yeah th I this is. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's the Give thing the is. Green shirts from that first wave in this yes. collection. And I will be the happiest. I want Zap. In every scale, every form factor, every whatever, <laughs> because out of all the figures that I've I've inherited, hunted down, been gifted, whatever the case, I cannot get an original zap for 
anything close to reasonable at this point in my life. So now I just want all the zaps. Give me a reaction zap, a classified zap, a new O-ring zap. <laughs> Give me all the yep. zaps. Uh, but uh, we can see, again, we don't see the accessories, but we can see he's got a sheath. He's got a holster. Uh, we can assume he's going to have a rifle. And and this guy just looks like a bad dude. I, I I don't, honestly, if he looks exactly like this, I'll be okay because that portrait is so nice. But I have a feeling in hand, we're going to see more contrast between the boots, between his web gear, and between the camo. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, all right. So then we get the confirmation of the not really rumored because we already knew that some of these were in the u.s thanks to uh shipping documents the retro classified figures uh we basically already knew about baroness and lady j and this baroness has been fat well so this is really weird to me baroness has been found at walmart but is not on eBay. There have been no other sightings of this figure except for that one Instagram picture. It just seems a little weird to me. Will sus. Yeah, well, if if you're inclined to use the language of the youths, yes, we'll allow it. <laughs> Come on, we're we're trying to get the younger viewers. Are we? I I don't know. <laughs> I'd love to have them, but I don't know if they can tolerate us. Uh, but this this Baroness is the body of the Cobra Island Baroness, but with a combination of flat and glossy black. It's all black. I do wish they had replaced her shoulder pad tooling with two symmetrical pieces. That's the only thing I would say about this figure. Other than that, she's got new glasses. Uh, I still can't say for sure if that's new head and hair or not. I think it's the same as the Cobra the Island, but with just a different deco on the face. Uh, but it's a single-carded Baroness. So that's great. We need that. Because the movie one, as much as I like the movie one, it just doesn't quite fit in with the regular classified series. Uh, and, and the picture that we saw, these are going to include a stand that looks like a scaled up version of the 25th anniversary stand. Uh, she's got the two Cobra trooper rifles, two pistols. And I think that was everything that was in there. So did you guys see uh, the card art and the card back for this in that, that picture? Yeah. Tell me, yeah, tell me about not that. Very, not very impressed by that gigantic bubble with stuff over her head. But that is the same package design that we saw in the three and three quarter inch retro line or four inch, what, whatever it is. And, and I agree with you. wasn't crazy I, about that either, but that also was that also was on a much smaller card, right? So it didn't seem yeah. as obnoxious. Yeah, uh, I do like the card art because they didn't just slap on the old picture of Baroness 
and then put this put this, pi- this figure in it. They did update the card art to look like this Baroness, so at least it matches. Uh, I think the bubble doesn't really bother me. Well, okay, here the the number one thing I have to say about the packaging is I don't care because I throw packaging in the trash, but. I don't really care about the blister. I think the front of it looks fantastic. And then on the back, we have, as we've discussed, the multilingual file card. Whatever. Uh, Again, I'm not going to cut out that file card and keep it in a... Well, it's not going to fit in a recipe box because it's bigger than the original (laughs) file cards. Uh, I, I don't know. That's just not an important thing to me, really. I just I, mean, hope- I, don't, I don't keep them. I at least what was on the one that, that that in the picture that they showed, I was like, okay, they they kind of take away her her Euro trash um origin and just leave it very vague and open. And and I guess that's fine. I personally I do like a little bit of you know of the hint of a story that we got in the old bio. So I was hoping for a return of that um but it's not you know it's not a deal breaker by any stretch of the imagination i'm very happy for the people that need her and can finally get her um and that's where i feel like the bottom line is is uh if so the it seems they have not announced this yet it seems that these are walmart exclusives uh, I was hoping they would be fan channel exclusives like the retro Spider-Man stuff. We do not know for sure yet, but best case scenario, this retro classified line is fan channel exclusive. Second best case is it's Walmart exclusive, but it's distributed as well as the last waves of the retro four inch figures. Mm-hmm. I just want people to be able to get this Baroness that didn't want the Cobra Island, that didn't want the big giant motorcycle, which I, you know, it's cool, but I'll tell you right now, once I start to run out of room on my Cobra shelf, that motorcycle is going in a tote. Uh, And I know that people have had a lot of difficulty. Uh, It's been very hard to find, very hard to track down. It's a rare figure, one of the hardest to find figures in the entire line. uh, Lady J, I want people to have the opportunity <laughs> to get this to get a Lady J classified figure because forget Cobra Island, forget the Viper, forget the Alley Viper and the Bat. People are dying for a Lady J, and now Hasbro's going to give it to them. It's so hard to find. That missed out on her. I feel bad because she was available for such a brief time and such small quantities. (laughs) Yep. But we're, I'm, I'm being a silly goof. Uh, (laughs) This, you know, this figure is in my eyes, significantly different from the standard classified release. Now, does that justify it? Probably not. But the thing that I think we have to remember is Flint, Lady J, and Cobra Commander were not supposed to still be on shelves at this point. They were supposed to hit a good bit earlier than they did. And this Lady J, whenever, I mean, we'll we'll call it February, because if, if Baroness has supposedly been found in January, 
February, March for these. Well, that's more than six months between when I think Lady J and Flint were supposed to be on shelves. You know, we still, with every single thing that happens, we have to keep in mind that Hasbro and all other toy manufacturers are dealing with insane distribution and shipping problems. Mm -hmm. unprecedented in the history of the toy business. So while it may seem like, my gosh, they're putting another Lady J out while there's 50 of the other one at my local Walmart, that wasn't the plan. That's just how it shook out in this bonkers, annoying pandemic era that we live in. And we still have not seen what she comes with. If right. they're going the Sunbow route, Sunbow route, and we get the backpack with the javelins, that could be a selling point for people that did not get her. Well, well this this isn't the Sunbow version. This is the original action figure. So I'm guessing right. if they're going to retool something, they'll do that spear gun that she came with with the original action figure with maybe the the camera uh, that slings over her shoulder. I think that's a better guess, and especially judging by the accessories that we saw coming with Baroness. There was nothing new in there. Uh, and you can actually see on this render, she has the backpack on. Um, it's just that, that lighter green. So, uh, but this is, I do like this, as Lenny put it, 80s makeup that she's got on and she's got the airborne uh, symbol on her hat, which, you know, adds a little bit more, uh, you know, I'm, I'm this to me is different enough that I'll put the hair on the other lady J and then put this one, you know, with the hat, like that's two different enough figures for me because I am a lunatic. I'm not saying I'm super <laughs> stoked that they made this, but it is different enough. And I do get, you know, how, or, or I, I can reason it out in my head, how we ended up with this. Well, this uh, and then is we've where got, I have to devil's advocate. Oh, please do. Please do. The two of you, over they're going for the original look versus the sunbow look because look at Destro. Well, and that's the other two we have to talk about. Uh, and well, and here, here's, here's what was wild to me. So they also showed Destro and gung ho, the other two figures from this initial assortment. And that's the other thing that seems fishy to me about that Baroness that was found in the wild is why didn't they also find Lady J, Gung-Ho, and Destro? But that may be because uh, the new policy of shipping cases of a figure is already enacted with these. So it may be a case of Baroness, a case of Gung-Ho, a no. case of Destro, etc. Um, so they, they showed us Gung-Ho and Destro. You brought up Destro first. So here's, here's everybody complained about Lady J. Everybody, everybody online, and well, well, I'll go ahead and say 
one of my favorite resources for getting information, for getting thoughts, for getting inspiration for what to talk about on this show is histank.com. I love histank.com, but the widespread sort of opinion was why this lady J, which I understand and I don't disagree with. But for me personally, I looked at this Destro and I was like, this looks like a less interesting version of the Destro that I have. But everybody seemed to be excited about this one. How do you guys feel about this guy? No. There's something just lacking about him. He He just looks plain. And it could just be because of it being the render and I'm not having any accessories or anything, but I saw him and I'll like, well, you got, I mean, GI <laughs> Joe fandom will probably hate me, but I cannot get past the eyebrows on the mask. I just, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Well, see, that's the one more, thing about all- this one. That I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting, at least. I almost hate it more than I hate the overuse of ninjas in this line. A mask. <laughs> it is a mask. It is it is a generational mask passed down. It wouldn't have eyebrows. It wouldn't move when he talks like a regular mouth. I'm going to throw this out there real quick. Um, we are... We're going to be making live appearances at at least one convention this year. So you guys can throw stuff at me. We, well, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> we will we will announce our live shows as they come up. But I will tell this to all the listeners right now. If you come up to Christian and you say ninjas and eyebrows, bro, I will give you a prize on the spot. <laughs> Okay, please, please continue with your your uh, deconstruction of this Destro because honestly, like the, the I, I like the eyebrows, the blacked out eyes with the white pupils, and that's really all that appeals to me. He just looks boring. Other than that, yeah, he, he doesn't look like an, enough. I don't know, different from. The first release, Destro. Here's here's if, if here's they what had, he is. If they had just given him, even if they didn't want to put the tooling in to make a new head that looks like the more angular mask of the G1 figure, at least, and again, this is just a render, so maybe they're going to do this, go overboard and give us a vacuum form chrome head. Well, we that don't potentially know. Would have, uh, that potentially would sell it for me. Not with eyebrows painted on it. But mm-hmm. from uh, the render, we don't know how shiny he's going to be. Correct. That's what I'm saying. So he it, could be very, it, very shiny. Here's yes. here's what it is. And I just put my finger on it. So when classified launched and it was the blackout designs and I was like, you know, this, I don't love it, but I do like it. And it's interesting and it's new. And I'm going to go with it because it's different. And this is, this is new GI Joe in my head. All of the purists that were saying, Oh, I want six inch versions of the original designs in my, I always thought, well, that it seems like that would be boring to me. And that's what this is. This is a six inch version of the original Destro. And it's kind of boring. 
That's my personal opinion. Yep. And if and if you come up to me at a live show and say you are a dum dum about Destro, I will also give you uh, a prize on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's just just looking at this. It just seems like eh, it's a big, it's a bigger Destro, big deal. Well, and the, yeah, then they and they anything that was uh, uh, on the original version, like they they decrease the amount of like visual difference he had so he doesn't have that uh he doesn't have like the strap over his shoulder he doesn't have like the the pad thing on his legs uh, uh in this and again that could it on or if it's built in i don't have my original with me right now but um but yeah it's just he like it's, no you are you are breaking up like, you are breaking up like that's, that's a the mofo. first thing i noticed and that's and I will say that's one of my things, even with the bareness, I get that they're going back for the G1 look, but I do feel that as six inch figures that come at a slightly higher cost, the flat, and again, these are renders. It could totally be different once we see the actual figures, but thinking with what we see in the render that you're just going to get a flat matte black that kind of kills it. Give it a little highlight wash to make some of those details on them stick out, and you may not think he's as boring. Yeah, and well, and that's the thing is when we see the real figure, if that silver is super shiny, if that black just looks, you know, is isn't quite as dull as it is here, and is a nice mm-hmm. matte black that actually brings out the sculpted detail uh he could look great although i'm looking now and he's got this weird inner thigh pocket yeah, i couldn't figure out what was going on there i yeah i okay hang on just a minute because the the, the destro is right behind me As a matter of fact, as, a, <laughs> as you look closer at the rendering, you can kind of see actually how bad of a Photoshop job they did with his holster. Okay, um, so I'm, I am looking at the standard release classified Destro. Okay, and I will say this, and I don't know if you guys will really be able to tell. Well, you can look. Okay. His head's pretty darn shiny. Do you see that? Yeah. If if this one's head and gloves are this shiny, that's pretty good. Uh, so his necklace looks to be about the same. He's got the silver gloves, and it looks like this. Okay, so I've had mine sitting in a chair i'd actually so on my gi joe shelf i have emperor or i have snoke's throne but destro is in it because it just looks like (laughs) destro to me uh and i packed up all my black series stuff i just don't have room for it so he has the same thigh holster but for some reason the one in this render has this like strange 
you know, we're a family friendly show, but this looks like a holster on, on the render. It looks like a holster for Destro's piece. Yeah. It's really weird. That is not on this figure. So, and, and this, it is the same. The holster is the same. The pouches on the front are the same. The colors are different, but the sculpt is the same. I don't know what that is. Uh, a mistake let's hope i i i think that's possible so yeah i gotta tell you man so uh looking at this comparison side by side if this retro destro if his silver parts are as shiny as this destro's mask that's pretty appealing to me I dig okay. it. It's enough of a difference that I think once I see it, you know, just like the reaction figures, once I see it on the peg, I'm going to be like, oh, darn it. They got me again. And and well, as I think as Noel pointed out, also what accessories he comes with and what they look like, because a simple repaint of the briefcase and whatever else could be very interesting as well. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Noel, Noel, you've got a giant light on your face. What are we looking at here? Noel is connecting to audio. So we're going to continue on and talk about what to me was the bell of a ball. Mm. Bung ho. Uh, aside from the ninja or the red ninja, gung ho is my least favorite classified figure. And it's not even necessarily because I wanted this turquoise gung-ho. It's just because the regular classified gung-ho seemed so generic and bland to me. This one looks, this this portrait, new port, completely new portrait, mustache, angry, uh, and and just everything. This this is the superstar of this retro classified line to me. One hundred percent. I just recently, because the because I got into classifieds late, did Gung Ho was one of the figures I was missing, and I just recently saw him. Actually, the Walmart had three of them on the shelf, and I think it's because people know this one is coming out, and I could not agree with you more. That first classified Gung Ho knowing like I had already seen the render for this one all of a sudden to me seemed like the very first 25th anniversary gung-ho versus the 50th yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um it, it's just, a wh- it's just a, it's a whiff yeah it's just a whiff yeah um, this is gung-ho when you well, and say, I think people wanted something more realistic looking and what we got was not what we wanted but this is the guy. This he has a larger tattoo. It is still not the Marine Corps tattoo, but I don't know that Hasbro can use the Marine Corps tattoo. That's what I was wondering. After you know, because copyright laws, trademarks, like all that kind of stuff. Well, no, I mean, changed they, since they, these figures have initially came out. Back they in the definitely 80s. can't just slap it on there without asking. I don't know what the process is to get it licensed from the Marine Corps. I don't know. 
if the Marine Corps is willing to let it be put on a toy. I don't know if Hasbro wants actual military stuff on. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. is. This is an easy way for them to have their own design that they now control. And it's. This is just like WWE renaming somebody so that they can have the copyright for the name rather than, you know, them having their indie name or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the same. the, The bottom line is it's the same kind of thing. And visually to me, this is, is fine. I don't need it to be the exact right thing. Because that's not what classified is to me. It's not the exact original Joes. It's modern updates and interpretations. Mm-hmm. And them making this one bigger is on his chest. Like, again, vast improvement for this figure. Oh, yeah. When I saw the other one, I was like, Gung Ho would get that dinky tattoo. Well, it, I mean, it looked like he it looked like he was eating like chocolate pie and dribbled some of it on his chest. Like it's that yeah. that unremarkable. It's 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 bad. It's not that yeah. figure. Uh, I've still got it on the shelf now because it's the only Gung Ho we've got. But the second I get this one, that guy is going in a bag, going in a tote, right <laughs> next to that coil motorcycle. Which, like I said, I don't hate, but. I've uh, unfortunately my Cobra shelf very full, and I'll tell you right now I'm not putting Baroness and Destro's clarinet cases in a tote. Those are staying on the shelf because they've got to practice the clarinet. <laughs> All right, uh, Noel, you've had some technical difficulties, but I would like to hear your thoughts uh, about. Well, really just sort of recap your thoughts about the Destro, but also about the gung ho. So um, just in general, no, I, this, this gung ho specifically was that, that was the, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm getting my hands on that one. As soon as I see it, as I, as I tried to convey before the original gung ho had no, no interest whatsoever in it. Uh, I know people have been clamoring for like more traditional military looks from a lot of these characters that didn't have them initially, but when we got that with Gung Ho, we said, ooh, maybe we didn't need that because we want we want that bright blue and the, we want that character we, we remember because it's not n- nobody would ever let Gung Ho go into battle with that with that outfit on in real life. But we definitely want to see that in our G.I. Joe shelf. Because well, and that's, that's the thing. That's G.I. Joe. That's the fun of G.I. Joe is the personality of these individual characters, not of you know, okay, these guys look like actual legitimate military people, which there's a market for that. Obviously, that's not really what G.I. Joe is. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a, just in general, uh, the retro stuff, I'm I'm glad it's out there. I'm glad it's something different, this six-inch retro line. Um, uh, outside of the gung-ho, I don't expect to pick up any of these, and um We'll see what you know, what else they come up with for the future for them. I mean, I'd like to see some more kind of classic decos on figures that maybe we haven't gotten that in the past for. But, um, but yeah, said def- definitely going after Gung Ho. Well, I'd like to see them combine tooling so we could get a Duke with maybe Breaker's boots uh, 
in a more traditional Duke paint job. Well, I don't know. The paint job is pretty traditional, but like, I think they've got enough of a, a, a parts library now where we could get a little more tooling accurate versions of some of the earlier figures. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they do. But again, this is a subline. This is something that if it is Walmart exclusive, Walmart said, hey, we want a line of G.I. Joe classified figures. And again, that's just a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. And moving on to uh, you guys, this whole O-ring thing, so unexpected, so exciting. Uh, it's crazy. Two new O-ring two-packs. And this also kind of, I think, supports my theory that Tomax and Samot are separate figures because the Viper three-pack is on one one image, and then these O-ring two-packs are on one image. So I got to feel like if Tomax and Samot were together, they'd be on one image together. Uh, we first saw a Cobra Trooper and Cobra Officer two-pack. Now, well, Christian, how do these guys look to you? I like them. Um but I'm also in the original Cobra Trooper. I just, I love that design. Um, and this is a great way to me to army build. So enough well, of a difference between the two of them. Um, I'm trying to, I'm sorry, my man, Noel and I both are not having good luck with technology today because my <laughs> my Zoom stayed open, but my my Windows all shut down. So I'm trying to get everything reopened. Well, to here's where my photos were. Here Darn is it. here's my. I think the figures look fantastic. Uh, this is each O ring figure they reveal makes me more and more excited about what they're doing going forward. However, I don't like i don't like that they're putting an officer with a trooper yeah i've heard a lot of people say that and if this was a crimson guard and a trooper or a viper and a trooper or or any other troop builder with a trooper i would probably buy several of these but you only in in my this is my personal wacky head toy collecting thing one officer to four troopers i don't know that i don't think that has any basis in the military whatsoever nobody gives nobody cares what my personal regiment or whatever is comprised of but that's just kind of what i go by and and since i've been since i was a kid that's kind of how i've thought of it that's a squad because that's four and there's four in a squad. Well, and that's, I don't want four officers and four troopers. Right. I, so like, so now that I got my photo back open, I can visualize my thoughts again. Okay. For me, even as a kid, and even with the upcoming classified figure, um, I like the Cobra officer design i liked that it had that v thing on the helmet 
Yeah. So playing with them as a kid, I never thought of the officer as an actual like officer. And I, I, I treated them yeah. more like specialists. So the, the Cobra trooper is the grunt. And then the next level up were the officers. I probably had more officers actually than I did Cobra Troopers just because I like the design of them more. So that is affecting my decision even now as a as an adult that I I like that that look. I don't care. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a, <laughs> as many of these as I see just because <laughs> I'll take the extra officers just to have all the extra troopers. But I am curious because we haven't had any of these in hand yet and uh, i'm guessing mine are on the way yeah my guys in storm shadow are coming soon mine Uh, shipped today i was i was a little disappointed they didn't get here in time for me to talk about them because we have hasbro has a distribution center here in atlanta so my stuff usually gets here in like a day well i'm curious to see what the difference is in the plastic uh, quality yes. versus the original yes. because because I I imagine this plastic is a little softer, um, and what that means for like durability and posability still still is a is a question mark on these. I don't think That's those will point. be an issue, but I do think the feel is going to be because those original Joes are ABS plastic, which is why they all break. Right. It's why we have so many broken crotches and thumbs and and heels and whatever else. It's also going to make Um, a difference, too, on how the rivets look. And that's another big thing because those rivets may look a little different in a softer plastic than they would in the original harder ABS plastic. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now, Noel, where you can find that information out on the Needless Things YouTube channel. (laughs) As soon as I get these in hand, I will be reviewing them. Uh, well, I'll have them too. So and, I'll, I'll, I'll well, yeah, you'll them in you'll my, own, know in my own toy room. Uh, <laughs> but but as I said last episode, this to me is not supplemental to the original line. This is a new line, and the support for that feeling comes from the next two pack announcement of Duke and Cobra Commander. But it's Duke and Cobra Commander in what Lenny specifically referred to as Sunbow Colors. These are the sculpts of the original figures, but in the brighter, more standout colors we know from the Sunbow cartoon. And he specifically mentioned, too, the opening of G.I. Joe the movie. Yes. I was delighted by this and i didn't know because we talked about on the show before what we wanted if we wanted you know true to the original figures if we wanted you know updates if we wanted the best tooling possible what we wanted and it turns out what i want is the o-ring aesthetic but just give it to me in whatever way and i'm looking at cobra commander's head now and it looks a little fat and crazy doesn't it? yeah it looks bigger than the original cobra commanders okay hang on i've got to get up again you guys 
You guys talk about Duke for a second. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Leave us with Duke. <laughs> well, he does have that kind of annoying uh, face sculpt that I've always had a problem with with Duke because I don't know there's something about him and that that kind of smirk he has. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I never felt that the because you know we we all grew to love Duke or hate Duke from the Sunbow series. And I just never felt like this this head on Duke ever ever really felt like the original. But of course, they are using apparently the the original tooling, so we are at least getting that. Well, they're using scans of yeah. the original tooling. Right. Uh, but I, I see this. I feel like is kind of the best of what I wanted because. I want these figures to feel authentic to the originals, but if they want to give us stuff like Sunbow Deco, I'm down with that. And guess what, you guys? I'm looking at Cobra Commander right now, and his head, uh, that's exactly what it looks like. Really? It is a big, fat, round ball. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Look at Well, sorry, I'm. I'm I'm showing the guys on camera right now. (laughs) That's it. I mean, look at it. But the cool thing about it is he has on this new version, he's uh, a little, the the blue is a little bit different. He has the light blue undershirt. He's got the white stripe on his helmet and the belts are sunbow colored and the Cobra logo is offset to the left as opposed to being in the center of his... I don't know if you'll even be able to see it. Mm. See how on this one, it's in the center of his chest, and he's got the black belts. I got to say, you know, having this Cobra Commander, I would rather, if they're doing new O-rings... I'd rather have this Sunbow looking Cobra Commander because it's something different, but it still tweaks that nostalgia. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, no, no, I, I love these. I'm I'm gonna buy these as well. Uh I can't wait to get my hands on them just because I I want all my variations of Cobra Commander. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and, and the Sunbow colors are are the most iconic. And I think that's too for if if these are if we ever see these at like regular retail, <clears throat> Cobra Commander is going to grab those casual Joe fans. And that, well, look, Cobra Commander is so popular that Washington renamed their football team after it. <laughs> That's right. That's how popular Cobra Commander is. Um, so that is kind of the unanswered question about these O ring two packs because we know that the Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow two pack came in special packaging. It came with additional accessories and had that $40 price point, which is honestly more than I care to pay. I would rather going forward, these figures come with the same accessories they originally came with. Just put them on the blister cards. Don't put them in a big fancy box and knock five to ten dollars off that price yeah i, I think do 30 not for a pair to, would be yes pretty reasonable mm-hmm. i do not want to pay forty dollars for every two of these that i get i the look i will <laughs> but i don't 
want to. And if I, my hope is that snakes, uh, snake, snake shadow and storm eyes, <laughs> snake eyes and storm shadow are kind of the like, Hey, here's our super special initial release and fancy packaging and limited blah, blah, blah. And that the rest of them will be a little scaled down and not have that $40 price point because yeah. I look, like I said, I'll pay it, but I don't want to pay it. I will say this too. I am still, uh, I, I did notice that everything we've gotten thus far in O-Rings, and this includes what was uh, promised in the Sky Striker, uh, are only swivel heads. We don't have anything yet with a ball jointed head. Oh, that's a good point. A, yeah. And I'm wondering if that's going to be the, the standard or if they're eventually going to branch out and do some of the later 85 and later Joes. I'll tell you right now, I whew, I don't know how I feel about that. I Because I kind of want them to be uniform, but... If they're going to do, I mean, I want those later Joes. Interesting. Very interesting point. You're right, though. They've all got the swivel head so far. But does that only mean that they're not necessarily going in order, but sticking with earlier in the line and, and moving a little bit chronologically? remains to be seen yeah because you know you know if they have a chance to put out that uh that second version of snake eyes they're gonna do it oh 100 <laughs> percent. i mean they are going to, there's no way they don't put out ninja snake eyes uh all right we gotta move on uh we have covered relatively thoroughly all of the news there is to cover but one last thing i want to talk about uh we will do one each We've seen the Vipers three-pack. Christian, if you could do a three-pack, what would your three-pack be? So I went off the rails, and my three-pack is not necessarily a troop builder where you're sharing bucks. Mine is a three-pack to get figures in the hands of people that may not necessarily appear to the wider G.I. Joe audience per se. And my three pack would be um, it was Grunt, it was Clutch, and it was Zap. Give me three of the original green shirts. I mean, I guess they kind of share a buck, but get um, give me three green shirts as a, a three pack and I would be happy. Yeah, that's solid. I like that because you're you're it's a core of the Joe team. It makes sense as a let's knock these guys out in one shot. Everybody's going to want them. Everybody's going to want those core Joes. That's solid. I like it. Um mine somewhat predictable maybe if you've been paying attention to the show. Uh my three pack is Torch Ripper and Buzzer. <laughs> I, it's a no-brainer. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's going to be probably... Well, there's definitely going to be more tooling needs than what they've done with the Viper 3-pack. So I don't know that it honestly fairly fits into the category that we're going for. But it's also a 3-pack that's it's going to sell out instantly. And Every, imagine the packaging artwork on the right. pack. That would be... 
So cool. Everybody that collects classified would jump on this. And if they have to do something weird, like make it a Comic-Con exclusive in dreadnought colors and then re-release them in regular colors, whatever the case is, those to me are, are, are three iconic characters, the original dreadnoughts that deserve kind of special treatment within the line because one, they're, they're three characters that just go together. You have to have all three of them. And two, like I said, everybody collecting this line is going to buy all three of those characters. So just yeah. throw them in a box together yeah. and knock it out. Uh, Noel, did you have a, a three pack in mind? Well, yeah, yeah. I had the same one as you did. Of course, <laughs> Tor Tripper and Buzzer were my immediate go-to, but since since that one uh you know was shared by by both of us i'll go with my backup which is crimson guard troopers and an officer so you have like a, a like a cg like a, like a new cg officer maybe has a little bit of different details on him well do you do an officer or do you do a crimson guard immortal you could do an immortal i suppose but that's going to be an entirely new tooling from the original well okay let's look at classified could you achieve an immortal with just a chest piece and what boots maybe and a different head? It's a, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty different. Yeah. It's pretty figure. different, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and you could just do an entirely new mold and, and have the immortal in there. With, I mean, with heck, if I'm doing guys. the dreadnoughts, then I think you can get an immortal in yours. Or yeah, like I, you said, a Crimson Guard officer could be a really cool concept. Like rather than the silver and black, like all silver with a black helmet. Yeah, or you could do even like a you know the 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 what's it called the the, the dark version of the Crimson Guard trooper, the ones like in all black or something. Oh like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be cool. The Shadow Guard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or or That's honestly. As another as another idea, you know, we have um, the way they look in the cartoon versus the way they look in the figure, where you have the black face versus the gray face. You could maybe even do like a variation where yeah, 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 two two in the black and one in the gray, and that's really like your your main designation. Uh, there's a lot of ways you can go with it. Let me throw this one out at you because I think they could achieve it with a little extra tooling on this guy. What about gold mask Destro with two iron grenadiers? Oh, uh, yeah. That would be very cool. Yeah. With eyebrows on the. Iron no, grenadier. gold mask Destro does not have eyebrows. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. The only problem with that is. A goatee. I can handle it. <laughs> yes, give of- him a go. I'm good with a goatee. Give him a goatee. The only but, problem is that is I can ha- I can handle a bunch of like officers, but really you only need one gold mass destro, and if that's uh, the only you're right. yeah. figure, then that's going to limit your purchase. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, and if we wanted to stick strictly to troop builders, uh, you know, you would throw my dreadnoughts out, and I'll I'll give you this one. What about two eels with an eels version two? Can we just not do an eels version two at all? And <laughs> what? Just do three eels. <laughs> no, oh, or, come or on. Two, two eels I mean, and a lamprey. Or two eels and a snow serpent. 
Ooh, ooh, how about this? Two eels and the red-suited swimsuit baroness. Okay, that's that's kind of along the lines of what I'm thinking. What about torpedo with two just like Joe Seals? Or shipwreck and two generic Joe Sailors. Oh, actually, oh, man, yeah. We're I still like shipwreck-free almost oh. three years of this line. I don't know what's or, going on with that. Okay, or shipwreck in seal gear with two seals. So we have the shipwreck. He would have the shipwreck head to use on the future shipwreck figure. Or you yep. can just do a, a torpedo in a wetsuit and then shipwreck in the seal gear and just... Oh, my gosh. Well, seals. look, dude, if you wanted to do like they did with the, the 25th figures and do the land and sea and air three packs that they did, those were oh, awesome. Yeah. Yep. Those were great. Yep. I would be all over that. But that's kind of like my dreadnoughts going far afield from the shared tooling <laughs> that... There really should have been the basis of this three-pack thing. Except this is all just our fantasy, so really... Right, it's all just nonsense we're throwing out there. This is why we're not in charge. Although (laughs) although I am am 100% positive Lenny listens to the show, so Lenny, let's just make all this happen, right? That's right. (laughs) Uh, Okay, and then finally, uh, our last little bit here that I want to talk about, what O-ring two-packs do we want? Christian, you look very excited. I am. I was very excited for this one. I, As soon as I saw it, I was like, I know exactly what two-pack I want. I want scrap iron and metalhead together. <laughs> Interesting. Iron Grenadier adjacent, you know. Yeah, just a bunch of crazy guys with their rockets. Okay. Okay. Gosh, yeah. And I would, you know what? It would make me very happy if they threw Metalhead out this early. Because how much fun would that be to be like, oh, we're already, we see what they're going for. This is fun. He's, I don't think he gets enough love. I mean, yes, his helmet is horrific. But other Ah. than that, he is so toyetic. Oh, he is. He is. And I bought... Because, as as I've mentioned on the show before, I'm rebuilding the Joe collection that I had when I was a kid. Uh, But I bought a Metalhead because the price was right. I didn't have Metalhead when I was a kid. The price was right. He is super toyetic. And he played a part in our uh, Springfield showdown. So I was like, well, I have to have Metalhead. That's a good call. That's a good call. I like it. Okay. Here's mine. Here's mine. Firefly, my favorite G.I. Joe character of all time. Firefly and Tripwire. Okay. Planting the bombs and finding the bombs. Yes. Yeah. Perfect, perfect synergy there. I love it. I like it. Hey, they're both swivel head figures. So that's that's really. Ah, You're right. They fit in with what they're doing. Right. (laughs) Uh, Noel, what is your uh, next two pack? Mine would not fit into that swivel head uh, aesthetic, <laughs> but you got to have Alpine and Bazooka together. Yes. Oh, you're right. Because <laughs> in my head, it's generally 
a Joe and a Cobra, but they've already done two Cobras together. So right. it, it, they've, they've blown that out of the water. You're right. Alpine and Bazooka have to be a two pack. Oh, I love it. And they have to be do them in the Sunbow colors, which granted aren't that different from the yeah. figure colors, but a little bit brighter. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, oh, that's great. I love it. Uh, you guys, we have, we have filled up an episode, <laughs> no segments, news we've news, covered the news, news. news, right? There's been so much this time. Uh, we are, it's, it's time to wrap this thing up. All right, Joe fans, that is it. We got to wrap this thing up. It is time for Knowing is Half the Babble, where we each get a little bit of time to ramble about anything that we want. I'm going to kick it off with a live unboxing, opening, whatever, uh, because I am completely playing single white female on Noel. <laughs> Noel uh, had the fun of going to a G.I. Joe yard sale, basically. Uh, I ended up with the Omicron, so I couldn't go. Noel was able to buy a G.I. Joe headquarters, which I went on Mercari and bought myself a G.I. Joe headquarters. Noel also bought himself a Lieutenant Falcon figure. And guess what? I went on Mercari and bought myself a Lieutenant Falcon figure, which I'm opening right now because... Uh, listeners, if you buy on Mercari, you need to get that thing opened up, check it out, review it, leave your review on Mercari because that seller is waiting for your money. Uh, and I personally, uh, like Mercari a lot more than eBay at this point in my life. So, uh, I've got my Lieutenant Falcon right here. I just opened up the bubble mailer that it was sent in, which I'm not a big fan of, but I cut that bubble mailer open and he is enclosed in this specially lined piece of cardboard. So now I can't complain about the bubble mailer. I'm going to cut right through this tape. And uh, I appreciated the fact that the seller disclosed that the knife with, because Lieutenant Falcon, here's where he's tricky. He comes with, it's the figure. It's the backpack, it's the rifle, but it's also the antenna that goes into the backpack and the knife. The seller disclosed that the knife was a repro, which I do not care about. So we've got the knife looks, if he hadn't, if he, if the seller had not told me this was a repro, I would have no idea. Looks great. The backpack with the antenna absolutely beautiful and perfect and then the rifle again beautiful not bent at all looks fantastic and now the figure uh he's gonna need new o-ring which is fine that's typical of of joe figures i tend to replace o-rings regardless and uh he looks fantastic there's no no scrapes on this. My gosh, he is pristine. 
they took really good care of him. No scrapes, no paint loss. Uh, even on the beret, which if you look at your Falcon figures, the beret on the front there, very often the paint's rubbed off. This guy looks fantastic. Uh, this is If you had not said that he needs a new O-ring, I would not have guessed it because when you were just holding him, he's not wobbly. Not in he's, the legs, not he's in the a little. His legs okay, are a little... You go. Yeah, they're yeah, a little loosey-goosey. I'll put a new O-ring in this guy, but uh, the elbows are not cracked. All the rivets look good. This guy's in great shape. I got myself a fantastic deal on Mercari. I'll tell you right now, even his toes, uh, his right foot, there is a teeny, 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 tiny bit of paint loss. But other than that, this guy looks great. And Falcon, uh, as much as I don't care for the character in GI Joe, the movie, he was one of my favorite figures from the original line. So I'm thrilled to have this guy. Uh, and that is that is my babble, a successful Mercari purchase for your old pal Phantom. Uh, Noel, do you have a babble for us? So sure, I'm going to do a little babble for you because uh, I got, uh, for the first time, spotted. Our- oh, uh-oh. Is that is that the new Star Wars figure? Yes, this is the new Star Wars ninja from the uh, the, <laughs> the the book of, of Boba Fett. I'm sorry, it's called the Book of the Mandalorian, featuring Luke Skywalker and Grogu and Cad Bane. Sorry, spoilers. Um, so uh, anyway, yes, uh, this is this is the Night Creeper from the Snake Eyes movie line, GI Joe Origins. Uh, a character that doesn't appear in the movie whatsoever, but when I saw this figure, and it's such a great update of the original. Uh, I had to have one, and I have not opened it. So I am also going to do a bit of an unboxing. Oh, nice. Because what I want to do is I want to compare this uh, size-wise and just kind of aesthetic-wise to the existing classified figures. So I'm going to go ahead and pull it out. It's on a nice Oh, interesting. Very easy to remove from the packaging. And uh, I'm going to pop our ninja friend out here real quick. I love that we're also giving the listeners G.I. Joe ASMR this episode with all of the package opening. Listen to the package here. (laughs) So I know this doesn't do much on on an audio podcast, but I'm looking at uh, Adam. He's, of course, these guys don't have a lot of articulation in comparison. They do have, uh, you know, they they do have bendable elbows. Yeah, but for 10 bucks, I mean. But yeah, for 10 bucks, this is a great figure. aesthetically it looks so much like the original one it's got the the same thing and i and i went ahead and brought over a a classified trooper to kind of oh stand he is about uh, you know i'd say if this was in real life he'd be about two or three inches shorter than the trooper um you know if you just look at human height variations not that big of a deal so uh i think uh once i suit this guy up he's gonna go on the shelf with my classified figures um, not quite as detailed, but, uh, definitely, uh, you know, <coughs> for 10 bucks, certain, certainly a good buy. So if you, uh, if you do see this guy, and if, if there had been multiple on the shelf, I would have probably bought at least two, but this is the only one I have seen in person thus far. I don't know if you guys have seen this one in the store yet. Yeah. No one. So, uh, yeah, I have, I have also mounted this guy up with his accessories. Uh, he's got a crossbow that, you know, really cool little trick fits onto his back, like a backpack. 
um, and, you know, a couple of swords. And he's actually a lot, I mean, he's way more posable than I thought this guy was going to be. Um, I don't know how many total points of articulation this is, but like 20 years ago, this would have been considered a super posable figure. Well, right. That's what's wild about some of the sort of $10 level figures that they sell now is they have, you know, the, the shoulder joints that move out and around, and then they'll have the, uh, the swivel and pivot at the elbow and at the knee, like these are better articulated figures than we would have had for a comparable price point 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I was th- just saying, I would, I would love to see just a line of Joe's in this scale at this price point <laughs> with this articulation. Like I would buy them all. I, I would. And then see, that's one thing that I think Hasbro hasn't really touched on yet is an evergreen, because typically that's what that is referred to as an evergreen line where it's a kid oriented line using that license and it's purely toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's something that I, I wish Hasbro would get into because I want, I think toy designers could have a lot of fun doing exactly that. Like that's a toy version of a night creeper, right? Let's give us a toy version of Flint of snake eyes. Well, they did snake eyes in that line, obviously, but, but Flint Duke Baroness, like just, just throw out those $10 evergreen versions of those characters. And I think it would be very appealing because there's so many colorful, you know, imagine bazooka in that line. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. Imagine the dreadnoughts in that line. Give us a motorcycle that's a cool toy. Like, I think there's a lot of potential for something like that. 100%. Christian, do you have some, some babble for us? I do. I feel anticlimactic now because I have nothing to open. <laughs> um. We should have coordinated. <laughs> However, Listeners, do yourself a favor uh, and Google Dustin Diamond G.I. Joe. Oh, my gosh. The actor who played Screech, who passed away a year ago. There is now a photo uh, this past week that is making the rounds of social media when he was a little kid. Don't know if it's Christmas, birthday, but he got a bunch of G.I. Joe presents. And uh, so all in the package stacked up. Around him and behind him, you have the Mauler, you have the Moray, you have the Whale, you have a Sky Striker, you have the Flag, you have a Dragonfly, you have the Howl. Um, the, the part that gets me when I saw this photo before I knew who it was, as a little kid sitting on the floor, the box for the Flag is bigger than he is. I mean, the... the there's so many G.I. Joe toys stacked up. Even if he stood up, it almost looks like it would, it's still taller than him. Um, I just, I love this photo. This um, is just so cool, especially seeing some of the older, you know, I, I, I had to look it back up. because so I was like, wait a minute, was the dragonfly still being released when the flag was? 
It seems so much further down the line. That's what's wild to me. And, you know, earlier in the show, I mentioned that I've been going through these older pictures of me with my G.I. Joe stuff. And uh, it's really interesting to see. I've got the Sky Striker, the APC. Uh, I've got a picture of my grandpa putting the APC together. Oh, wow. And, and uh, my dad's over there working on something from Star Wars. Uh, that, that's Christmas, which contradicts my clear memory of my dad bringing a Sky Striker home after work. I think I've said that on the show before, but right here at Christmas, there's the Sky Striker out of the box uh, with the APC, with the pack. I'm seeing two of the pack rats. Uh, I don't know what this long flat box is. I'm not going to bother holding it up to the camera for you guys because it's not like you're going to be able to <laughs> see it through this. Uh, but just in looking at these pictures of this packaging and what drives me crazy is this is all like 80s photography. So like this picture right here is so blurry. I cannot tell what that is. <laughs> and even from the dimensions of the box, I really am not entirely sure what that is. All I do know is those pants I'm wearing. I'm wearing like tie-dyed culottes. What the <laughs> heck is going on with that? It was the 80s. It yeah. was the 80s. Uh, so what, it, what I'm going to do, I can't scan these. These pictures are not scanning well, but I am certainly going to take pictures of these pictures and put them up on the audible interlude account. And if you guys have any pictures of you guys with GI Joe stuff, uh, we'll put those up on the account as well. But it, it made me this photo in trying to think of, you know, all these older newer vehicles at the time, like mixed together. It made me also think of certain stores that we grew up with like service merchandise oh service merchandise so they, underrated <laughs> they weren't necessarily toy stores they had a toy area and so you could go in and find older stuff mixed in with newer stuff or they would find you know a case of something in the back and bring it out because i can remember it jogged in my memory of i had saved up enough money to buy the matchbox voltron the set Ooh. with all five lions in one and we went to service merchandise to get it and it just so happens the guy came out with cases of dewbacks and um oh wow land speeders that they had found now we're talking these are like first release star wars figures. i still got the voltron because as a little kid i wanted that voltron but it made me think of look what look at who's standing on the deck of the flag right there. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Holy crap! It puts it into perspective, <laughs> right? But yeah, so so kudos to Dustin's parents for giving him an awesome GI Joe day like that. Um, and yeah, listeners, like if you guys have photos of yourself with your joe toys i would love love to see that yeah I have looked through like all my childhood pictures and i for some reason despite i know my parents were taking pictures of me opening presents on christmas i can't i don't know of any photos of me with uh, unless my parents have them somewhere in a book somewhere of well, me with like joe stuff or anything else really 
dude, dig deeper because what happened with me is I went up to stay with my parents in North Carolina a few years ago and I was just looking through photo albums and I was like, oh, wow, look at all these old pictures. And my mom was like, look, if you want to take those home with you, we are because my, my parents are 75 and 77 right now. They're like, if there's anything that you want, get it out of the house, because then when we die, you won't have to parse it out. <laughs> so I took a bin, a tote, a tote of photo albums back down here with me. And I've gone through those. There are tons of great Christmas pictures, birthday pictures, whatever. But then my mom was like, hey, I found a bunch more pictures. I'm sending them to you in the mail. And she sent me this giant Amazon envelope just of loose pictures of more Christmas and birthdays and, and carowinds and uh, bush gardens and Callaway gardens and uh, whatever else. So like, Noel, dig deeper. There are probably more pictures somewhere that you just haven't gotten to. Probably. I just got to keep searching. Well, guys, that was another fantastic, uh, fun time of talking about G.I. Joe. Uh, again, once again, uh, I've got, I, I haven't, I had an email from word burglar, so I had to open that up. Let me pull my notes back up here. So I know, uh, where the heck I was, uh, please check us out on social media, uh, Instagram, audible interlude podcast, Twitter at G I Joe audible. If you tag us in a question, if you tag us in pictures of you, when you were a kid with your G I Joe toys, whether it was the eighties, the nineties, whatever, uh, we'll repost it. We'll comment on it. We'll talk about it. Uh, just let us know. And, uh, Noel, well, Christian first, tell us where we can find your toy photography. You can find me on Instagram and flicker.com under Legion cub. And Noel, tell us about The Finest. The Finest is an international G.I. Joe costuming club, uh, which, uh, of course, is raising money for a great charity called Canines for Warriors. If you get to go out to a convention uh, where we are uh, stationed uh, running the booth, uh, come by, say hello, get some photos, and donate some money to a fantastic cause. And uh, real quick before we go, just because this email just came into my inbox, Word Burglar, our favorite hip hop artist of all time, responsible for Welcome to Cobra Island. One of it's it's if you don't have it, you're insane. Uh, did a, a crowdfunding campaign to get Welcome to Cobra Island released on vinyl last year. I've got it. It's incredible. Like it's, I almost get tears in my eyes every time I put this on the turntable because it's so just absolutely amazing and special that this amazing hip hop album exists. He's got a new campaign. He wants to get the MacGuffin device, his new album released on vinyl. Uh, there is a, it's a props department.bandcamp.com. Uh, or if you just Google word burglar, we're all adults here. We know how to Google, uh, go contribute to this. Uh, and you can get Word Burglar's new album on vinyl, which I will tell you right now, I haven't even heard it, but you want it because my gosh, Welcome to Cobra <laughs> Island is freaking incredible. 
Uh, and so that's all we got for you this month. Please tune in next month where we'll have more reviews, more news, more GI Joe, and, and maybe we'll actually get to a couple of segments next month. <laughs> right guys. <laughs> Until knows? then, yo, Joe. Cobra. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.